Good morning, everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining us here today. I'm Micah. This is Sarah. We're the lead pastors at the Vine Church, and we're honored to get to spend this time with you uh, this morning. So, hey, we have a number of events coming up as we are slowly opening in this COVID season and doing it as safely as possible. Uh, we are planning especially some outdoor events and some great social gatherings. We'd love for you to jump on our website, thevine.church, find out the things that are coming up. Absolutely, and it's so good to see people, mm -hmm. see people's faces. It's amazing. So today we're going to continue in our series. The Way of Jesus, and we've been looking at some of the teachings of Jesus and then looking at his life, looking at him putting these teachings into practice. And so today we're going to talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness. So you're 13 or 14 years old. You're on a family trip driving from the Northwest down. I think you're in Oklahoma at this point. Uh, you're one of three brothers and one of your, you know, totally hypothetical, right? Yeah, totally hypothetical. hypothetical. <laughs> um, see, the thing about trips some um, 30 years ago or 25 years ago was um, you didn't have iPads or iPhones or TVs in your car or any of these sorts of things. Instead, you'd play little games like finding the alphabet on the signs or in the license plate of cars passing, right? And so you'd play little games like that. Eventually, on a trip this long, you get bored. With three boys in the car, you know what happens. Eventually, uh, you've been in this situation, eventually one of these boys in front of you turns around and punches you in the mouth <laughs> And your uh, all your lips are stuck to your braces, and you're pulling them out and bleeding. Uh, and eventually, mom gets stuff calmed down enough that she can say, "Now, what do you say to one of the boys in the car?" And begrudgingly, someone says, "Sorry." Well, today we're going to talk about forgiveness, which is not always an easy thing. That was a lot of detail for a hypothetical situation. No, we've all been in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great story. So as we talk about forgiveness, we want to look at the teaching of Jesus on forgiveness. We're going to start off in Matthew chapter 18, a couple of verses starting in verse 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. So does this mean I need to keep a little tally mark of how many times? I don't think so. In fact, in one of the other gospels, he says 70 times seven, right? Right. So Peter is one of the disciples, um, one of Jesus's followers, and he is known for being bold. He's known for asking the questions and, and stepping out first. And, and so here we see Peter come to Jesus and he has a very specific question to ask and it might not quite be the right question but his question is how many times should i forgive my brother or sister i want to know exactly what the limit is yeah he may or may not be asking specifically about the limit in fact this might have been a common question asked amongst jewish uh, philosophers of the day the pharisees the sadducees they would debate over many things including subjects like this and so Peter goes into the question saying, how about seven times, which is the number of completion uh, in Israelite culture um, and, and in their historical books and documents. And so uh, he says maybe seven times would be an Sufficient. appropriate number. Jesus says, hold on, it goes 
far beyond that. Let's go with 77 times. Right. And then Jesus continues right after he says this, and he uh, illustrates this point with the parable of the unmerciful servant. And so he tells this little story, this parable to teach this lesson to Peter and the disciples. He says there's a king and there's a servant who owes him just a ton of money. And so the servant comes to the king and just begs for mercy, begs for Give more me some time. time. Yeah, forgiveness for, for this debt. And the king has mercy and cancels his debt. And then the servant goes off and he finds another servant who owes him just a little bit of money. And as this, as the parable goes, he throws this person in prison because he, he refuses to forgive even just a little bit of debt. And the king finds out and obviously is very, very upset with him. And so the lesson here is, is shouldn't you who've been shown such great mercy also show mercy to your fellow brother and sister. Right. So this is Jesus' answer to Peter when he says, maybe seven times and I'm off the hook. I can be angry at that point. Jesus says, no, try 77. In fact, let me tell you this story. And it describes a God who has been incredibly merciful and forgiving in our lives. And he says, you are like that person that has received all that mercy and then turn around. And do you choose to live a life of forgiveness or not? And I just want to be practical here or acknowledge the fact that forgiveness is not an easy conversation or task in our lives. If you're anything like me, um, if you feel like you have been wronged or slighted, something has been done wrong against you, um, I tend to just play this tape in my mind of what happened or how I could have or should have responded or how I will respond in the future. And this is a toxic and very unhealthy thought process, but I can get stuck awake in the night in these tracks, playing these tracks in my head. And so Jesus invites us here to to remember in those moments when we have been wronged, to remember that you have been forgiven and loved deeply by God. And in turn, maybe we can shut down these tapes playing in our minds and instead be reminded that being those that have received forgiveness, we're invited to demonstrate forgiveness in this world. Not an easy task, but let's go on and look a little bit further at the subject. Yes, so here Peter is the one who comes to Jesus to ask this question. So what we like to do is to look at um, some of Jesus's interactions with Peter and, and how this concept of forgiveness um, is experienced by Peter in his interactions with Jesus. And so as we, we move forward in the life and ministry of Jesus, if we move forward to Matthew 26, and this is the night of Jesus's arrest. So this is right before and they go to the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus is arrested. And so um, here's what Jesus says to Peter and to the rest of them. He says, this very night you will fall away on account of me. And Peter replies, no, even if all fall away on account of you, I will never. And then in verse 34, Jesus says, truly, I tell you, Jesus answered this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declares, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same thing. And so Jesus predicts 
that Peter and the other disciples were going to disown uh, Jesus, specifically that Peter would disown Jesus before the rooster crowed the next morning. And Peter is adamant that he will never abandon Jesus, that he'll never deny him as Lord. So after this moment, Peter witnesses Jesus' arrest. He's taken to for a trial to begin. And the story picks up again, and we get to see how Peter actually responds to really the tragic and terrifying circumstances transpiring around him. In Matthew 26, uh, starting in verse 69, Now Peter was sitting in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. Uh, You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. So Jesus has been arrested. He's uh, being held, awaiting his child. And and there's people uh, gathered around in this courtyard watching what will happen, what will develop. Now many of them are the mob that were there that arrested Jesus just before this event. But Peter, people like Peter are hanging around on the outside watching. Is there anything we can do or what is happening in this moment? Verse 70, it continues, uh, but he denied it all. I don't know what you're talking about, Peter said. Then he went out to the gateway uh, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a while, uh, those standing there went to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I do not know this man. Immediately the rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Mm -hmm. And he went outside and he wept bitterly. And can you imagine being Peter, just the the adrenaline and the fear of the moment as you're watching Jesus be arrested and taken away and you're awaiting this trial and, and he's being mistreated. I mean, all this stuff. And, and then you're called out like that and say, oh, you're one of him. I mean, you, you can almost feel, I feel the, the fight or flight, you know, mm-hmm. um, type of emotion rising up in Peter here and fear takes over. And so he, he does what he needs to do to protect himself. Mm-hmm. And so he denies Jesus three times in the, in the Luke account. It's interesting. It says that, that Jesus looked up and met his gaze right as he said it for the third time that he did not know Jesus. And so in this moment of realization, not only that Jesus was right, but that he had just denied the very knowledge of or his relationship with Jesus, Peter goes out and he weeps bitterly. You can imagine how heartbroken he is in this morning, in this moment, not not only to see Jesus arrested and who knows what's going to come. Jesus has been telling them what's going to happen in this moment. Uh, I will be crucified, right? And and Peter, terrified and now feeling the weight mm-hmm. of having denied Jesus. Now, some of us know the story as it develops. Jesus is uh, put on trial. He's uh, crucified. For a, a, a couple of days, the disciples find themselves distraught and confused. He was to be the Messiah. He was the one to save all of us, all of Israel, to reign on our throne. They're confused and, and bewildered in this moment. But Jesus raises from the dead, and word begins to spread. He's alive. 
And he begins to appear to the apostles and the disciples and his followers. Hundreds of people witness Jesus risen from the dead. And one of those occasions is told in a story in John chapter 21. Now, the apostles, including Peter, had been out on a boat all night fishing, and they'd got nothing. It was a very bad night of fishing. Jesus shows up on the shore, and he hollers out to them, Hey, how about you cast your net on the other side of the boat? Like deja vu. This is also how he called some of his yeah. apostles to follow him. Um, and so they do, and this miraculous catch of fish. And in that moment, Peter realizes that's Jesus on the shore. And I love this moment in Peter's life. He's so spontaneous and always taking action. And in this moment, he pulls off his outer garments and he dives into the water because the boat cannot get to Jesus quick enough. And he rushes to Jesus. This, the Peter that had a few days ago denied even knowing him before then the man is hung on a cross and he sees Jesus and he swims to him and they sit down and they share a meal of fish there on the shore together. So continuing, picking up there in John 21, starting in verse 15, here's the conversation between Jesus and Peter in front of all the other disciples that were there. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Then the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. I think this is a beautiful turn of events. It's not by accident that Jesus asks him three times, do you love me? It's almost as though Peter is getting to redeem that denial or he's getting to relive that moment and reiterate who he is, what he believes, who Jesus is in his life. So three times Jesus says, do you love me? And Peter says, yes. And Jesus says, okay, feed my sheep. And this is a common illustration amongst Jesus in first century Israel. They were very familiar with herding sheep. And so Jesus describes himself in these terms, the one that would lay down his life, the one that would protect the sheep, the one that would protect his followers. And Jesus, in these final moments, final days with his followers, is saying to them, okay, now it's your turn. Feed my sheep. Care for the people that will follow and believe in me. And as we look at this whole story of, the, of these interactions with Peter, we see Jesus demonstrating forgiveness. This is Peter who had asked him, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister? This is Jesus demonstrating forgiveness to Peter, yes, you you denied me, you disowned me, you abandoned me, um, you know, at a very critical time, and yet here I am bringing you back into um, in, into relationship with me. Here I am inviting you not only to to continue to walk with me, but to engage and to participate in new ways as we move forward. This is Jesus not only forgiving Peter, but also inviting him to go deeper and to move forward. You know, in this series, we're exploring kind of the confluence of Jesus' teachings and his actions. Mm -hmm. What does it look like as we explore? What does it look like to live into the way of Jesus, to live in to the kingdom of God? And this is a remarkable one as we look at forgiveness, because it was 
Peter years earlier that had asked Jesus, so how many times do I have to forgive? And then it was Peter that denied Jesus. And then it was Peter who experienced Jesus' forgiveness and not just forgiveness, but the invitation, no, not not only walk with me, but take a lead role in what I am doing. The forgiveness that invited Peter to know a a new direction, a, a new purpose in life that he would live out the rest of his life. And I think it's beautiful to consider the way Jesus both taught about and demonstrated forgiveness. And this invitation to find freedom and and new life in forgiveness. In the way of Jesus, we are invited both to experience and to demonstrate forgiveness. And and that is a beautiful, beautiful thing, this, this whole concept of forgiveness. As we talk about forgiveness, I think we'd be remiss not to mention, though, that forgiveness is often misunderstood. Um, and sometimes forgiveness is, is taught in a way that is not congruent with, um, the forgiveness that, that we see here. Sometimes this concept of forgiveness is misunderstood as, as a free pass or, um, somehow this forgiveness trumps justice. That if we forgive, then that means that we just forget about all that has happened that is wrong or unjust. And so I want to just clarify here that forgiveness and justice go hand in hand. That forgiveness doesn't, doesn't mean that we discard justice. And so part of forgiveness is to be truthful about what is going on, to be honest about what has happened, to set up accountability for the future. And part of Part of that is includes consequences and boundaries and keeping each other safe. And so, yes, we are called to forgiveness and also we are called to hold each other accountable and to set up um, processes and procedures that are safe and for, for the future as well. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting and challenging subject to address. Um, ultimately, the way of Jesus is that of forgiveness. But the how and the why, yeah. these are interesting questions. And if you want to go a little bit deeper on that, um, Reverend Desmond Tutu mm-hmm. of South Africa writes a number of remarkable books on the subject. One of my favorites that I read years ago was um, No Future Without Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And it's a story of reparations and healing in South Africa after apartheid. You read another by him recently. Right. So I- I just did a book study on the book of forgiving, which is a very accessible book, um, really powerful, powerful book in which he and his daughter Mpo talk about just the process of forgiveness. And it's, it can be hard. It's a challenging journey. It can be journey. incredibly challenging, but we know this. It's also freeing. Yes, there's freedom mm-hmm. and opportunity in it, and that's what he will mm-hmm. describe right. in both of those books. We also know that in the way of Jesus, we are invited to experience forgiveness undeserved, mm-hmm. the free grace of God in our lives. We're invited to experience it and to demonstrate it. So we together mm-hmm. are in this pursuit of, of walking in the way of Jesus, and that is that of forgiveness. Let's pray about that. God, we thank you for this day and this time and opportunity to explore uh, both the teachings and the life of Jesus. And God, thank you that he um, demonstrated uh, forgiveness. Thank you, God, that you have forgiven us. I pray, God, that you will give us soft hearts uh, and eyes to see uh, people through your eyes uh, in a way that enables us to choose forgiveness and love 
as a posture. Thank you for your kingdom that is coming. Thank you for the way of Jesus and an invitation to live in different ways in this world. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today.